Peter en ons kyk een beetje na sy nalatenskap oor verskillende bybelse thema's en dan op een woensdag is ons Adoramus waar ons dan nou stil word by mekaar, dis ook vijf uur If you haven't done that before, you're so welcome to join us on a Wednesday, five o'clock in our prayer room. Um, it is meditation and contemplation. And then we also ask your prayers for our church council meeting. Hierdie donderdag is ons kerkraadsvergadering en dit begin um, vijf uur ook. En dit sal in ons kerksal wees. Dan, liewe gemeente, wil ek net sê dat ons uh, uh, Ruben, wat, wat allemaal by ons bekend is, ons opzichter hier by die kerk, our grandman Ruben, he lost his brother this week. His brother's name was Charles, and uh, we must pray for Ruben also for this loss in his life, and with everything Concerning that, uh, we pray that God will bless him in organizing the funeral and um, the East family, and we pray that God will be with them and comfort them. This is the name we just want to add to our prayer request list. Dan is dit lekker om mense wat verjaar geluk te wens, Danny Elsie sit hier voor, dis al jaar verjaarsdag vandag, baie geluk Danny Elsie, en al die ander mense wat hierdie week verjaar, if you celebrate your birthday, you must know that God wants to bless you with kindness and goodness and everything that is good. May that be true of your new year in your new life. Dis al afkondigings wat ek specifiek onder ons aandacht wil bring vanmorgen. Our uh, commencing word is words from a song that Hannah sings after God blessed her with gi- w- by giving her a child. And this is also part of our scripture reading and our um, uh, contemplation on our service today. Die thema is, God is altyd bezig met ons story en is nooit klaar nie. God continues with our stories and our stories become connected in his big story. And that's the story of Hannah. She was um, suffering and she didn't uh, 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 could, uh, she she couldn't have a child and then God blessed her. So we are going to read that further, but our commencing words start with this joyful song that she sings after God provided for her and gave her a beautiful child and she called him Samuel. Ek jebel in die Heere. Ek is sterk in die Heere. Ek lach my vijande uit. Ek is bly oor die uitkomst wat u gegee het. Daar is geen heilige soos die Heere nie. Buiten u is daar nie een nie. 
daar is geen rots soos ons God nie. My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. So we start this service with this proclamation and affirmation of our God, that he is our rock. And there is nobody, nothing like God. And it is this God who invites you into his love and into a relationship with you. So it doesn't matter where you are spiritually or emotionally today, God invites you to receive his blessings. And with that, his presence in your life. Die Heere is by jou, kind van God. Die Heere het jou nie net gemaakt en geskapen nie. Het ook vir jou kom weis, dat hy vir jou baie lief is. And he, this Lord, this loving God, will always protect you and invites you to be secure in the knowledge of his grace, of his love, of his goodness. Amen. Amen. So how can we respond? We can we can sing like Hannah. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna in die hoogste. Ons verheerlik die naam as ons nou so voor u kom. Let us sing that with Andres this morning. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the Oxte. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the Oxte. Ons verheerlik u naam, soos ons nou voor u staan. Es verhebe, o Heere God, Hosanna in die hoogste. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord, I lift up your name. With a heart filled with praise, be exalted, O Lord my God, Hosanna in the highest. Lofum, lofum, lofte koning in dir. Lofum, lofum, bring on om die lofen hier. 
Her ons bringe der, u ons koning en Heer. Word verheerlik, o Heere God, Hosanna in die hoogste. Glory, glory, glory to the King of kings. Glory, glory, glory to the King of kings. Lord, we lift up your name with a heart full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord my God. Glory to the King of kings. So with the glory and the hosanna still on our lips, we give our beautiful children chance to go to the children's church. Al ons mooi kinderkies, jylle is welkom by die kinderkerk. Liebe broer en sister, ons leef altyd onder Godse genade. En ons sê dit ook so makkelijk, maar vanmorgen is ons tyd van oordenking om ons stel weer van vooraf onder hierdie genade van God te stel. So time and time again we talk about grace and we also bless people with grace. But this morning as part of our contemplation we are going to realign ourselves again under the grace of God. And I read from Galatians chapter 1 this wonderful blessings of grace and peace. Genade en vrede vir julle van God ons Vader en die Heere Jesus Christus wat omself vir ons sondes gegeet om ons te verlos uit hierdie goddeloose wereld en so die wil van God ons Vader te volbring. Hiervoor moet ons Godse heerlijkheid vir altyd en altyd geprys word. Amen. My God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sin, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All the glory to God forever and ever. Amen. So it's Paul blessing the congregation there in Galatians, all the people there. And it's written, it's God's word. And for you and me, it's also an opportunity this morning to come under the grace and under the peace of God. Where in your life 
you need grace? For what do you need peace? You and I can move under the peace and the grace and the gentle blessings of God this morning and open ourselves for what we need, whatever we lack, whatever we are afraid of, whatever concerns us. Let us give way to the grace and the peace of God. This is what ek en jy vanmorgen kan doen. Net onder hierdie genade en vrede van God in beweeg. Kom ons doen dit. Ek geef vir jou en vir my een paar oomlikke van stilte. Soos wat ons dan Godse genade ontvang. Kom ons buig ons hoofde in stilgebed. Loving God, thank you for accepting us through and in your grace this morning. Thank you that we can experience the peace beyond understanding. If we surrender and relinquish everything to you, and we find the peace from your grace in our lives. Hier is ons die kinders, Heere, oop vir die vrede en die genade wat net by u te kry is en op al die plekke wat ons soek, dat ons u daar vind eindelijk, Heere, dat u ons kry, die kruins eerste, en dan geef ons die genade en die vrede. Daarvoor loof ons u vanmorgen. Amen. Son. Mm-hmm.
cherish thee will i honor thou my soul's glory joy and crown reading comes from the first chapter of first Samuel and we read verses 4 to 20 this is the narrative all about Hannah and her pleading with God and God's wonderful answer to her prayer in Samuel 1 verse 4 to 20 kom ons lees dit saam en dan Hoor ons wat die Heere vir jou en vir my vanmorgen vanuit hierdie gedeelte wil sê. Wanneer Elkana die dag geoffer het, het hy vir sy vrou Penina en vir al haar seens en dochters dele van die offervleis gegee. Maar vir Hanna kon hy net een deel gee. En hy het daar baie lief gehad. Want die Heere het haar moederskoot gesluit. Haar mededinger het haar oor erg, ook erg getreiter om haar seer te maak, omdat die Heere haar moederskoot gesluit het. So het het jaar na jaar gegaan. Elke keer as Hanna opgegaan het na die huis van die Heere, het Benina haar so getreiter, dat sy geheil het en nie wou eet nie. Elkana, haar man, het op een keer vir haar gesê, Hanna, hoekom hou jy? Hoekom eet jy nie? Hoekom is jy hart seer? Is ek nie vir jou meer werd as tien seens nie? Nadat hulle daar in Silo klaar geëet en gedrink het, het Hanna opgestaan. Jy, die priester, het op die stoel by die deurkoesijn van die tempel van die Heere gesit. Sy was bitter ongelukkig en het tot die Heere gebid, terwyl sy onbedaarlik huil. Sy het een gelofte afgeleen gesê, Heere, Heerser oor alle machte, as jy toch met die elende van jy slafin wil raak sien, en aan my sal dink, en jy slafin nie sal vergeet nie. 
en as u aan u slaap vind, een manlijke nasaad sal gee, dan sal ek hom aan u, Heere, teruggee, so lang hy leef. Een skeermes sal nooit oor sy kop gaan nie. Terwyl Hanna so aanhou bid voor die Heere, het Eli haar dop gehou. Maar Hanna self was bezig om in haar hart te praat. Net haar lippe het beweeg en haar stem was onhoorbaar. Eli het gedink sy is dronk. Eli sê toe vir haar, Hoe lang nog aan jou dronk bly? Raak ons slaaf van jou wijn. Maar Hanna het geantwoord en gesê, Nee, my Heer, ek is een vrou met een zwaar gemoed. Wijn of sterk drank het ek nie gedrink nie, maar ek het my hart voor die Heere uitgestort. Moet my, die nie, as een slechte vrouw beskou nie, want dit is oor my kommer en ontsteltenis wat ek so lang gepraat het. Jy het haar geantwoord en gesê, Gaan in vrede. Die God van Israel zal jou versoek, dit wat jij hom gevraad, toestaan. Mag jy slaven genade vind in jy oe, het sy gesê. Die vrouw is toe daar weg. Sy het geëet en haar gezicht was niet meer droevig nie. Hy het vroeg die volgende morgen opgestaan, voor die Heere in aanbidding gebuig en weer na hulle huis in Rama gegaan. Elkana het met sy vrou Hanna gemeenskap gehad en die Heere het aan haar gedink. Met die draai van die jaar was Hanna swanger en het sy aan een soon geboorte gegee. Sy het om Samuel genoem, want, het sy gesê, van die Heere het ek hom gevraag. On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Penina and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. So Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? Once, after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she was, uh, and she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, 
if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, Go in peace. May the Lord of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. The entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea, and in, the, in due time she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I ask the Lord for him. Here end our scripture reading and this wonderful narrative with such Beautiful messages and invitations to you and me. This is God's word. This is also the good news to all of his people. Amen? Amen. If we look at this, the context of this whole narrative, we must realize that if we lose count of the bigger picture, this story may just seem like the little predicament of a lady who could not bear children. But there's a bigger, bigger story to this. It's God's big story. And you know, this story is a story of invitation that God's people, you and I, can always have hope. There's never a point to the things that happen. There's always a semicolon. So this is what God's invitation came to me while I was reading this passage during this week. God's story, your story, my story, the world's story. It's never just with one little dot. It's always a semicolon. 
because what is a semicolon? A semicolon is an indication of a pause. A pause to continue. So in the life of Hannah, there was this pause, but life continued. In your my life, there might be a pause, but life will and shall continue. Because God's story with you and me and with the world isn't finished yet. So besef jy dit vanmorgen, daar is net nooit, net nooit a punt na die dinge wat met jou my gebeur. As God in beheer is, is dit altyd soos a kommapunt. A kommapunt is so a verpoosingkie. En dan gaan die dinge aan. Why do I say that? Because if we look at the bigger picture of the story, we must always know that the framework of this situation was the the uh, people of God, the Israelites, their story, the framework of their story, the the um, uh, uh, bigger picture was a big picture of hopelessness, of social decay, of corruption, of bitter struggles, and you and I can identify with that even now, with our own stories and in the world. And then, God's new beginning with his people start with a seemingly unimportant personal story of a woman who cannot give birth. But it's not just a woman. It is God's story that starts small. You know that the biggest story with God always continues with, with seemingly unimportant people May I remind you of Mary, a little young child, and God started the salvation story of the whole world with somebody like her. So God's stories starts with small people, unimportant people with no agency as we would say today. God's story begin alt so klein met, met onbelangrike mense. Mense wat, wat nie eindelijk positie of status in die samenleving het. En dan, dan gebruik hy die story om hoop te gee en die die story word groter en heerlijker En ek en jy weet hoe die, hoe die hele verhaal van Maria geëindig met die geboorte van Jesus en hoe Jesus sy verhaal geëindig het aan die kruis. En dan was het weer een kommapunt, want het was nie dood nie, maar het was opstanding. En het was eeuwige lewe. So God's big story with you and me, with the whole world, is always a semicolon starts with Hannah here in terms of the big 
history of Israel because through Hannah comes the, the wonderful uh, Samuel the priest and he would induct all the important kings of Israel. It starts with Saul and then with David. Can you see? It starts small, but it becomes big. And as you and I just think now it's at the end, then Mary finds a beautiful angel that tells her, you are going to, to have a child, and this child will be the, the savior of the whole world. And then the savior is born in Jesus, and then he dies on the cross, and we think, oh, here is the end of this story. There is the point in death. And then he conquers death. And he resurrects from the dead. And then he invites us into eternity. So God's story with you and me and with the world never ends. It's a continuous big story. So this is the big framework. You and I should look at this narrative, this story this morning. So from this story, what pointers can you and I take? But we must still remember the big story, eh? And then we come back to the smallest story. A woman crying before God. And then in this specific narrative, we've got different dialogues, conversations. And then it's very interesting. Hannah, she goes to the temple, the tabernacle, but she speaks directly to God. She doesn't speak through the priest, the high priest Eli. She speaks directly to God. And that is very important because there comes the first invitation to you and me. We do not need people to come between you and me when we speak to God. We can directly speak to God. And this is what they do. They brought direct met the Heer. This is the first um, gesprek hier so, die eerste dialoog, sy met God. Then the second dialogue, the second conversation is with Eli. He watches her and then as a high priest he hasn't got the discernment to know this woman is really talking to God. He confuses her as being drunk. He says, woman, why are you drunk? Leave your wine. And may I remember you, what happened when the Holy Spirit came over all the people and they start speaking in tongues? What did the people say? Oh, they must be drunk. So, we should not confuse honest and dedicated prayer with God with anything else. So then, 
the conversation takes place between Eli and Hannah and she says no I'm asking God and then then she brings him back to his priestly vocation and he blesses her and he says may God grant you your wish my child so he becomes he rectifies his misunderstanding and he blesses her so just a side comment on this one we know that in Jesus Christ our faith in the triune God we are also prophets priests and also we must pray for other people and do our priestly tasks this this work jou in my verantwoordelijkheid om ons priesterlijke taak te doen om mense voor die Here te bring en vir hulle te seun met genade en dan 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 seun hy haar jy seun haar en dan dan word die 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 verhaal vinnige afloop um, sy hulle gaan huis toe hulle gaan terug waar hulle was en sy word swanger en sy gee geboorte aan 'n kind en sy noem hom Samuel wat beteken die Here het my gehoor ek het na die Here geroep en die Here het my geroep geantwoord so Samuel is born but in this whole quest we also find some pointers in terms of giving other people hope and in this story the figure of penina she's the one with false hope because she mocks hannah and it it hurts tremendously and what do we 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 see from this position when we trust in our own abilities oh i'm so good i can i can have children or i'm so rich or this is my position if we trust in our own abilities and our own positions we have false hope because then we hope upon our own abilities and that is false because the only hope comes from god and things that we depend on can be taken away from us just like this and that's false hope so the figure of penina she she is the example in this narrative of false hope because if you have false hope if you depend on your own abilities your own money your own status all those things what happens your eyes close for other people your heart closes for other people and that's why penina comes over so harsh and mocking hannah Oh you don't have children I mock you 
because I have, so I can mock you. But that's false hope because I hope on the things of my own abilities and I forget that it is gifts from God and it can be taken away from me very easily. So this is in this story die valse hoop dier Penina sy wat spot en op haar eie goed staat maak en haar hart is toe vir die leed en die sorg van ander mense. Haar oor is toe. Sy is nie een priester wat na Hannah toe gaan en haar sien en haar help nie. Sy is selfgecentreerd, selfgerig. En dan is daar die wanhoop, die wanhoop van Hannah. If we experience despair, if we come to a situation of hopelessness, the only place we can find hope is in a connection with God. And therefore, she goes to the temple, Hannah, and she prays. She prays with severity, with with every fiber of her being. And she opens up in vulnerability before God in such a way that Eli thinks that she is drunk. And then she corrects him and he takes up his priestly position and he doesn't judge but encourage. So if you and I want to be priests in the service of God, and that, I- that we are, because we are called, all believers are called to be priests, we must encourage with no da- judgment. As soon as we still judge, we are depending on our own abilities like Penina. As soon as we judge, we do not understand grace. So as ons ander oordeel en veroordeel, dan is ons nog, soos Penina, vastgevang in valse hoop op ons eie dinge. En dan sal ons nie kan wegkom van oordeel so ware priesters, ek en jy, moet sonder om te oordeel, moet ons bemoedig, ondersteun. En dis ons taak, dis ons taak as Godse kinders, nie om in hierdie wereld rond te gaan en vingers te wees vir mense en te oordeel, jy is in hierdie situasie as gevolg van dit en dit en dit, en vir allemaal uitwees hoe sleg is hulle nie. Maar as priesters moet ons kan hierdie persoon of hierdie situasie voor God sit, en bemoedig, en sien, nooit oordeel nie. So what else can we take from this wonderful narrative? Remember, we always have to look at it in the bigger context. And this narrative is inviting you and me to say there's never just a point, there's also always a semicolon, just a pause in our lives. 
principles brings us in vulnerability before God. And then we will not, we will not mistake true religion with drunkenness or all everything else. And then we move from hopelessness to hope. So let's come back to our own stories today. As you sit here, as I stand here before you, as you're listening in through the YouTube channel, do you think your story is so insignificant? Do you feel too small to make a difference? Do you feel my life is worth nothing, I am nothing, then God invites you this morning to say from people without agency comes beautiful, beautiful narratives and stories of hope, of change, of salvation. If you think I am too unimportant for anything, God tells you the opposite. God is calling you and me and to say, be like a Hannah and fall on your knees and open your whole life before God and ask from God what you need. Get in alignment with God's will and your and my story will not be insignificant and it will never be because nobody is insignificant in his eyes and everybody's stories come together and integrate into the big story of salvation and hope this whole world. Jou lewe is nie vir niet. Jy mag dalk vanmorgen hier sit en dink, ach, wie is ek, wat is my lewe werd? Hanna en jou en my lewe sê, al het ek en jy nie posiesie en status en invloed, ons vertrouwe op God, soos Hanna gedoen het, kan my familie verander. En my familie kan my omgeving verander. En my omgeving kan die wereld verander. Dis wat die God ek en vir my en jou roep. Om soos Hanna alles oor te gee, om soos Eli net te bemoedig en te seen en te versterk sonder oordeel. En dan sal ek en jy verbaas staan dan sal ons geskok staan om te weet hoe Godse story dier jou en my nog in hierdie lewe verder gaan. Your seemingly still or quiet or private calling this morning is not so insignificant as you think. Your calling, your seemingly insignificant life 
is so important in the bigger story of God and the salvation of this world. So take it up, my brother and sister. And live in the connectedness with God's big story. And you and I will be amazed as how God uses He uses you and me as his priests and prophets in your family, in your community, and in your whole world. Amen. Let us pray. Himmelse Vader, vanmorgen is het voor ons zo so inspirerend om te weten dat u met de hele wereld dier onbelangrijke mensen begin. Mensen zoals Hannah, mensen zoals Maria, mensen zoals ons wat vanmorgen hier voor u is. Dank u dat veranderingen klein en persoonlijk begin en dat ons stories met die groot verlossingsstory in hierdie wereld inhaak. En dankie dat u ons vanmorgen roep om soos Eli priesters te wees van geen oordeel, maar net van bemoediging en aanmoedig en sien. Lord, you invite us this morning to recognize our lack of spiritual perception, our lack of understanding how our quiet and private callings can also be so unique and beautiful and inspiring, and that we can be part of the change in this world and that you called us to follow you Thank you that you start with us as you started with Hannah and Mary and all the unimportant, seemingly unimportant people in, in your word. We think of David and all the other characters that you made big, not because they were so wonderful, that we are wonderful. No, but because you work through us. Thank you for the interconnectedness of all our stories and that we can take up our calling as priests where we are, in our families, in our friendships, in our school and work environment, wherever we are. Make us the priests of encouragement, of grace, of change and we will honor you that you includes us you include us in this beautiful big story of salvation we give you all the glory now and forever amen our closing hymn is that encouragement that we 
we sing to each other. If you feel weak this morning, let you say, I am strong, not in my own power, but in the power of God. If you feel poor this morning, know that in God and with God's grace you are rich. If you feel that you are blind and cannot see and you do, do not have perspective, know that you can see because God called you and me to be part of his salvation story. Let us sing that. Let the weak say, I am strong. Wie om hulp roep, tel hy op. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the blind say, I can see. It's what the Lord has done in me. Let the, Let the poor say, I am rich. Let the blind say, I can see. That's what the Lord has done in me. Hosanna, Hosanna, to the Lamb that was slain. Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus died and rose again. Wie om hulp roep, tel hy op, en wie armes maak hy reik. Wie verblind is, gee hy sig, die Heer het omgesien na my. Wie om hulp roep, tel hy op, en wie armes maak hy reik. Wie verblind is, gee hy sig, die Heer het omgesien na my. Hosanna, Hosanna, an die lam wat omgeer. Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus sterf en hy leveer. Mag God jou toeris met alles wat goed is so dat jy sy wil kan doen. Mag God dier Jesus Christus vir jou tot stand bring alles wat vir hom aanneemlik is. Mag jy aan hom behoor en mag jy altyd sy heerlikheid ervaar tot in eeuwigheid. My God equipped you with whatever you need to do his will. May God produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. And may you and I always give him the glory, now and forever. Amen.